The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back to Inspire 105.1 FM. You are currently listening to Community Connect on Inspire 105.1 FM. And I am joined here today. It's Pretty much an empty house, but uh, not so empty with this guy around. We have Akib. Salam alaikum, Akib. Welcome, Salam Abdul. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm not too bad. Um, how was your day off today? Um, for those who don't know, uh, six for my day off today, teach training. Yeah. Um, pretty much just had a bit of biology stuff I need to get done, so I just did that really. Yeah, sounds in- sounds interesting, but it not wasn't. really. <laughs> 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 but uh, Alhamdulillah, we got a day off, so it's a bit weird. It feels like a short weekend and. I feel like I know I'm going to think tomorrow's Monday and I'll be prepared for Monday even though it's not Monday. So I'll be pretty annoyed about that. So um, today we have an in- interesting show lined up for you. Um, unfortunately, there's only two of us, so uh, we will try our best to make it as lively as possible. But we do want to get your opinions on the following topics. Um, we will be talking about challenges within our life- lives. And we'll also be talking about um, types of diets. And you can see Akib on Facebook Live here. <laughs> He's just trying to memorize the numbers before he knows I'm going to pick on him. So um, if you do want to get involved and help us uh, get some views across, you can message us on... 0779-481-822 or you can call us on 01582-481-822. He did absolutely brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as um, as he said, you can get us involved. You can get involved. We are also on Facebook Live, so if you do want to uh, watch us from there, because uh, obviously it's a radio, you can't really see people, but you can thanks to modern technology, Facebook Live. So and you can comment as well. So if you can't message or call, comment your ideas. Yeah, and then like we can get more likes because our we were talking about this earlier on. Um, on our group chat with all the presenters and we were saying how the most amount of likes we've ever gotten is 11. The more I think about it, the more 11 sounds like a small number uh, compared to how you can get so many more. So let's try and beat that record inshallah but for now a reasonable target sounds like 4, I would say 4 or 5. We'll we'll aim high, 5. Fine, 5, okay. Um, Inshallah, please do try and like. So, okay, we have one like already. Okay, was that you? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's get straight into it. We're talking about challenges in our lives. So, Akib, you want to start us off with defining what a challenge is? What does it mean to you? So, to me, a challenge is something that's outside of your comfort zone. Because if it's something you're, you're used to, then it's not really a challenge. Mm-hmm. So, I think a challenge for me is something that you're not used to doing and you're being, you've been put into a situation that you're, you have to sort of adapt and have to um, change the way you act to adjust to your new sort of environment. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, so you believe you kind of have to, you're pushing yourself essentially. Yes. Um, I would agree with you there, uh, but I would also add that uh, when uh, you're not necessarily getting out of your comfort zone, it's more along the lines of you're pushing your abilities you're pushing yourself to see the extent of your ability so how far you can you go it might be um normally you're used to doing 50 press-ups so ne- this time you try 60 bear in mind i can't even do like three without falling over <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, so it might be uh, doing more than you normally do and seeing how far you can go without uh, giving up that's how i would define it um i'll take out the actual definition in just a moment so um next question i was going to ask you how often do you face challenges in your lifetime, Akib? So I think cha- it depends on the... When we talk about challenges, how great of extent we are. Because we often, when we think about challenges in our life, we think about the big ones, so we think about big tests we've had, or big defining moments in our lives that may have um, sort of tested our faith or may have uh, tested our relationships with others. But we actually tested or we're basically challenged on a daily basis... For example, um, say if you're um, trying to get a, a piece of homework done and you're trying to get it done within a certain time limit, just say if you've got a worksheet to do 
and you're timing yourself to say uh, I want to get this done within half an hour technically that is sort of a challenge because you're saying say if you, you usually take an hour you're you're limiting the time you're getting so challenges can be big or small and I think we often go through challenges a lot more often than we actually think yeah I agree with you I agree with you there you made an interesting point there in how we have small challenges and big challenges and I think that's something that we overlook uh, the fact that we're so amazing without, without even realizing <laughs> it it's probably a good way of putting it to make you feel better about yourself because what we don't realize is we face different obstacles within our uh, within our day-to-day life and it might be something as simple as oh don't step over this thing because you might hurt yourself or uh, watch out because you might fall down the stairs if you don't balance or something something as small as that and you might not realize it but you're actually amazing for overcoming these small obstacles and you, we do it with such ease that it becomes overlooked so essentially. second nature to us second nature because we're so used to dealing with challenges in our lives and i feel as if that's what makes the bigger challenges much more different from the small ones because the bigger ones they're much more noticeable it's like oh i have to use all my tools that are in the back of my head every bit of knowledge that i have in order to deal with this challenge and that all the small ones which we do have the knowledge for they just seem almost insignificant essentially and i think we get more reward from when we complete a harder challenge than say a more simpler one Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we tend to remember it more because we feel once we've completed it, it's more rewarding and more satisfying that we've actually been able to overcome it because smaller challenges are something that we do every day. It it becomes less significant to us. Really, you found it. You find it more rewarding to come against a harder challenge and to overcome it. I find it much more rewarding to then say having a smaller challenge and overcoming it because the harder challenge required much more effort and yep. think although they both challenges have come the harder challenges required me to put more effort in and more more of my time and more of my t- use more of those tools around me and therefore i find it is more rewarding to get that result that you will get the outcome you want in the end see that's where i'm different i feel as if i'm the sort of person who after completing a challenge i'd feel more uh pers- i'd feel more tired like mentally tired rather than satisfied because even though it might be, oh yes, I've done something which is really hard and it is something to rejoice over, I feel as if I just feel the effects of that challenge, like the after effects of using that much energy and I'd feel more tired than happy, if anything. I feel like during the challenge, you usually, <laughs> and then after it's like, okay, it's worth it, I managed to get it done. Wow, well, I, I guess that's where we differ as people then. Uh, and that's completely fine, there's nothing wrong with having different approaches or having different reactions essentially but what we need to realize is uh, with bearing challenges we do tend to face emotions which we might not face on a regular basis so you might end up feeling more sad because you're not able to do it or you might be more angry because you can't figure it out and you really want to it depends on what sort of person you are essentially and i guess for me it might be or i'll try it if i'm feeling tired i would either um there's obviously only two ways you can go you can do it or not do it or have a go at least and i if i'm tired generally i would not do a challenge would you are you like that when you're faced against a challenge you'd not do it it depends on the severity of the challenge if it's a small challenge then if i'm tired then because it's so insignificant to me i wouldn't really come come up against it even though it probably requires little amounts of energy i probably wouldn't do it but if they say um, bigger challenge and it's sort of standing in my way even if I'm tired I, I still have to overcome it that's true and I guess you could how uh, I guess you could say that um, emotions kind of control how you react to a challenge would you agree with me there yeah I think it depends on how you react to certain challenges if something if say example you're doing a test paper um, mm-hmm. for example Matt's, te- uh, Matt's test paper and you come across a really hard uh, question uh you have you have two choices uh, and you have two choices depending on your emotions how you can approach that mm-hmm. if you look at that and think okay i don't know what i'm doing you could just easily skip past that if you're you're not very resilient mm-hmm. but if you're if you think do you know i'm have a go then you have a go whatever answer you get you just move on or there's sort of that third group that would keep having a go until they are sure that they've got it right Mm-hmm. And is that's I think it's dependent on your resilience as well as your emotions. So let me ask you this personally: How resilient do you think you are? 
when it comes to, say, the example you've math challenges. Do you know what? I said maths because I was thinking about maths in my head. Okay. Exam maths questions. I think it de- for me personally, it differs between different questions depending on your topic. Mm. For example, say if I'm doing, I was recently having a go at some circle uh, equation stuff. Okay. Um, just trying to, because I, I, I looked at it, thought it was quite hard. So I thought, might as well have a look at it now before we get to it in school. Mm. Clever. And I was trying it. And that stuff, I was thinking, okay, I'm really going to try. I, I had... When I first looked at it, I had no idea, but I was really trying because I was thinking, okay, once I do it, I'm actually be really happy with myself. That's true. So I kept going for it. But say if there's a question on a topic that I think I'm okay at, mm-hmm. I'm going to, th- strangely, I'm going to think, oh, um, I'll have a go at it. If I'm, it's a hard question on a topic I'm good at, uh, I'll have a go at it. And I'm not, I'm not too resilient. I'll have a go even if I don't know how to do it, mm-hmm. but I won't try and make sure I get it right. But an example I gave back the circle stuff, I was continuously going till I got it right. How how does that make sense? I don't I don't know. When it's something new, um I guess this is my first try, I wanna make sure that I fully get it on that first thing, I guess. Well so if it's something you're comfortable you you have the mindset. I, oh, I have I'll more, get it anyway. Yeah, I have more of a laid back approach, but when it's something I'm new to, I'm more okay, I I really need to try and do my best in this. That's interesting. I've I've never come across <laughs> that sort of personality. I don't know if I should be happy for you or not. But that's interesting. It's really interesting, actually. Um, um, before I carry on, we have a message on from on Facebook uh, from S and Armit saying, "Hello." So hello, hello, welcome, Islam. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I was just going to uh, reply to what you just said. You your approach is really interesting to challenges and. I think that's a, the approach some people have is when they feel as if they're getting comfortable with something that they're used to doing, they tend to kind of avoid doing hard challenge, hard challenges within that certain topic because they feel as if at some point they would be able to do it easily. Whereas when it comes to a new topic, they might have the approach to just decide, oh, I'll carry on doing it because this is a new field for me. So when you, it's like you're inside your comfort zone, even though you're doing a challenge within a topic that you're comfortable with, if that makes sense. I think when you're in your comfort zone, you become, this is for me personally, I think when you're in your comfort zone, you become more laid back and less sort of resilient and less pushy because you, 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 you're sort of used to your surroundings. Mm-hmm. But when you're, in some, you're trying something new, you're sort of forced to give all your effort and put all your energy into it. And therefore, I think, strange enough for me, uh, when you're in a new, when you're trying something new, yep. I tend to do better. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I worked up. Uh, I wouldn't say the opposite way, but generally, uh, let's take math because I love math. I don't know why. It's just something that appeals to me. Um, when it comes to doing new questions, I would have a go, but I would be less confident about it because it feels it feels as if. Oh no, there's so many possibilities that I could be doing the wrong thing. I might be using the wrong uh, tactic, approach might be wrong, or I might have made a small calculation error. I have these sort of thoughts in my head, but then if it's something I'm comfortable with, it would be as if, oh, I know the method really well, so I'll just apply it here, and then if there's another method that needs to be applied, I'll do that as well. And then if I get the answer wrong, it'll be like, what? How? I thought I did everything right. So I feel as if when I'm in my comfort zone, then I'm more. I wouldn't say determined. I get a bit more cocky, if that makes sense, to challenges that I face. I say same thing for me, but it's that I get sort of cocky, thinking, okay, maybe I don't actually need to try it, mm-hmm. and I get a bit too overconfident. Say, on topics that I, for example, maths, topics I'm good at, I might think, oh, hard question. I don't really try it because I know the method, so there's sort of no point. Right. And which is something I am trying to cut out. <laughs> um, but for the harder, the new topics I'm looking at, and the harder topics then it's one more case like, okay, I don't really get this, so I'm going to have to fully keep going for different examples, making sure that I'm getting them right until I know that I'm pretty sound on it. See, that's weird because I would I, I, do I didn't think I thought that was quite normal. No, because do. you do, uh, for topics that you're comfortable with, you're more likely to n- uh, not answer the challenge questions, whereas when it comes to topics I'm comfortable with, I would answer only the challenge questions to see the extent of my abilities, if that makes sense, because I know I have the foundation right, but then I'll just try and push myself to see if I can get the harder stuff which branches out from the foundations. Yeah. So I, I get that. 
So I guess like it only makes sense to do the challenge questions rather than repeating things which you're comfortable with. That makes sense. Yeah, but the thing is with those ones, I would do them, and then even if I get it wrong, I'd have a look where we have done it wrong, and I think, okay, yeah, that's where I made my mistake. But mm-hmm. for the stuff I was bringing up earlier about the circle stuff, if I got it wrong, I would say, okay, right. I'm going to redo that one fully again and until I've got like another two right mm-hmm. I'm not moving off this page that makes sense so I'm more sort of resilient and more pushy towards learning new things yeah rather than focusing on retaining the knowledge I already have that makes sense uh, let's move on to a different topic or oh, for those of you who have just tuned in um, today is Wednesday the 9th of October we're talking about challenges in our lives if you want to get involved you can call us on 01582481822 text us whatsapp us 0779481822 we have four listeners right now on Facebook and we only have one like and that's from us we have a target of five likes so if everyone watching right now who signed in um does give us a like then we would be able to reach our target already so be sure to like and we have a comment uh repeat it it was from SN Ahmed saying hello so and um, we'll just get straight into it. I'd like to move it away from the maths field because yeah. for those people who are really anti-maths, <laughs> they're probably getting sick of the conversation by now. Um, I was going to ask you challenges within your lifetime. Uh, let's say we have social challenges uh, because I, would, I don't know if it's an official field, but I feel as if it's a really important one because with in society, we get challenges uh, without even realizing that they are challenges, it might be um, thoughts, it might be approaches, it might be stuff like um, peer pressure. I think that's a really good example of a challenge that we face because it's more. It, it comes under the. I guess you could call it an obstacle in your life, if that makes sense. And we have, and then we have to kind of deal with it in a certain way or we have to cope with it if that makes sense and linking on to that I think another challenge that we actually came across recently is getting re- used to a new surrounding often we just left high school and moved on to college you know um, you meet new people you're completely different classrooms and I think being in a being in a um, place where you're new you're meeting new people basically and it's you having to socialise can be a challenge mm-hmm. and I know for me personally that used to be a big challenge and I think me going into college was actually a chance for me to show that, okay, I'm not really too worried by this anymore. Mm-hmm. For example, um, I had a, a student council meeting. Well, it wasn't a meeting, it was a um, applying thing, applying okay. phrase, f- applying phase on Monday. And when I went that, when I went there, I didn't recognise anyone, but I wasn't too phased out by that. And I think from before, that was a lot, that was a, Safe cup from a few years ago, mm-hmm. that'd been a big difference. Wow. So I don't think I'd been like, okay, because uh, we had to present to everyone, and I was, I didn't really have any nerves. I think wow. this, this, this helped, but because I didn't really, I don't, didn't really care what people thought, and I think that was a challenge to show, okay, I've overcome that sort of fear. That's interesting because, uh, that I guess you could say that it used to be a challenge more so in the past than now. So the fact that you've developed your uh, speaking abilities, you developed your, um. Uh, your confidence in yourself and you've kind of uh, gone over the fear of peer pressures you've kind of developed yourself to overcome that challenge and did you do that intentionally or did it just kind of naturally happen just naturally happened naturally happened because <laughs> um, obviously you would remember mm-hmm. we used to do student executive assemblies yep. used to hate it I used to hate it so much because it's Sunday but now if someone said to me to do something I, I would do it because I don't before I used to care what uh, am I saying it right Am I speaking correctly? But even if I'm saying it wrong, I'd probably still say it. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care anymore, really. That's interesting because um, I feel as if so- stuff that you've been doing as po- uh, routinely within your um, life, like as part of your lifestyle from there up until now, is kind of helped. And he accurate point to the uh, table. So, yeah. That's YFM. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, I guess you could say that uh, stuff like volunteering in in your life generally helps you with these abilities i know everyone says oh if you volunteer it'll help you so much if you do this it'll help you so much i don't think it's just volunteering getting out of your comfort zone and trying something new and meeting new people for example that's an example i've given just meeting new people and having to force yourself to be more to be less socially awkward then sort of and that obviously that example stops that Uh, it's interesting you say that to meet new people but 
what I find an obstacle is actually finding a way to meet new people. Like, what would you do? Would it be over social media? It's harder in person, I know, so... I would say social media, you can have a conversation with someone, but in person, you can barely, barely, hold a, barely hold a sentence with them. I think best, my advice, say someone about our age, Yep. I would say sign up for different things. If you're trying to meet new people, sign up for different things, meet new people, and then push yourself into, even if your friends aren't doing it, to say, oh, I'm just going to sign up for this club or just find something you're interested in. And then that way you're forcing yourself to be in new environments, not just your basic friendship group. Yes. And then that way you have to make those bonds, I guess. Yeah, and, and, a, and, and a one plus of that is that you also get the abilities to, de- like you develop your own abilities. Your, it could be your soft skills, it could be your social skills, and you wouldn't even realise it. It might be that whatever you're, pl- you're volunteering in, um, it, w- it might be a completely new field to you. You'll develop all those skills from that place, and on top of that, you'll meet new people. So it's like two birds with one stone. So you see, there's a tremendous benefit with volunteering, and everyone says that. I know I've heard it so much, and it gets sometimes it might get a bit boring to just hear the same thing. Oh, there's lo- so many benefits. But to see Akib here as a physical uh, case study of the benefits of volunteering is impressive because you don't re- even realize how <laughs> you don't even realize how important it is to us and how much it can help. So uh, you see, challenges can be overcome, and I will. And I'm going to ask you this question, Akib. Do you think every challenge can be overcome? Yes, and actually, y- yes. I think every challenge can be overcome. Some obviously a lot, much, lot more harder than others. Um, so obviously some challenges are much harder and require much more effort. And we may look at a challenge think, thinking that's impossible, yep. but in reality it just requires a much more large amount of effort than we actually bother giving. Yep. And to be fair, in some some challenges could require such large amounts of effort that you dedicate your whole life to it. And obviously... Um, a lot of people won't be willing to do that. That's true. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's impossible. It's still possible. It's just it requires a significant amount of energy and your time to be dedicated to it. Exactly. So I guess you could say that almost every challenge can be overcome. But I Nothing's would... impossible. So Sorry? Nothing's impossible. I believe say, there are certain things which you can't do. Stuff like, um, if I say set you a challenge of migrating to Mars... Okay. Stuff, well, like, stuff like that it doesn't doesn't seem reasonable. Te- te- technically, that is still possible. Tomorrow. Okay. T- okay. Fair point. <laughs> There's the aspect of time. There's the aspect of being realistic, though, as well. Yes. Because obviously, if you say to someone, "I'm gonna fly out the solar system tomorrow," that's never gonna happen. But this as- aspect of being realistic with what your goal is and what the cha- goal of your cha- cha- once you've completed the challenge is and the time limit you've given yourself. So yeah, I guess, um, but then there's the issue of what is realistic, it's all down to perception. I could say that oh, move, migrating to Mars is realistic, you could say it's not, or well, it's probably the other way around, but <laughs> it, it's all down to the sort of person you are, I guess. And I think it's down to your own confidence. If you're not that confident in yourself and you you're not that confident in what your capabilities are, yep. you're less likely to be ambitious with your aims and goals. Yeah. Whereas if you're if you have lot you're very confident, you're going to be saying, well, "I can do that, I can do that," and if you're not so confident, you're saying, "Well, I don't know, maybe I should so, aim a bit lower." So you think it's down to the person. So if I was to, if me and you were to set the same challenge, we might have different approaches. You might say that's impossible. I might say, "Oh, that's borderline possible," etc. Uh, do you think it comes down to the sort of personality that an individual has that determines yeah. whether and their mindset towards doing and completing that task that's true i agree with you there and that guess i guess that means that we have come down to an agreement <laughs> i was kind of hoping that wouldn't happen <laughs> because even though it's ter- call, disagreements called turbulence i feel as if it's more fun to deal with to kind of come down to a, a natural conclusion but i feel as if one thing we're overlooking here in terms of challenges is the extreme sort of challenges that people face. So um, something like a disability, which some people don't really necessarily call a challenge. Some people might refer to it as uh, just something that people adapt to. Um, but others might say it's a challenge, like let's suppose you're not born with it. Uh, or some, let's give an example of someone who has the 
a, a limb amputated, they might find it a challenge to kind of deal with the situation because the whole difference to their lifestyle. Um, how much of a challenge do you think that would be to uh, an individual? I think that's sort of, when we talk about extreme sort of challenges, that's one of the biggest because it's basically that person's whole life, what they've been used to up to that point, completely changed and they're no longer able to do tasks how they want. So that is a very hard challenge. But again, it doesn't mean it's impossible because mm -hmm. there are people who live without legs and it just requires more effort and more um, more effort and more time and more energy to get through that challenge and eventually it becomes sort of the norm. Yeah, I would argue that those people are pretty much stronger than the normal people who, who are born with the deficient, born with the problems, or people who don't necessarily have that problem yeah. at all, because they they have kind to of adapt and change from one one way of living to another. So their standard would be necessarily higher, I would yeah. argue. So yeah, that brings us down to the end of our first half of our show. Join us after the break. We will be talking about diet, and that should be interesting. <laughs> Stay tuned. Assalamualaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back to Community Connect. Uh, before the show, we were talking about challenges in our lives and how we can overcome challenges and the different types of challenges we face. Um, for our second part of the show, we'll be talking about diets and foods, which should be quite fun. Yep. <laughs> um, so, Abdul, do you want to... Do I want to? Start? Do you want to start or shall I? Do you want me to start? Okay. Um, first thing I would like to say is that um, everything we'll say on this part of the topic, it might be a bit controversial. It depends. It's, it's our own personal opinions and our own personal experiences. Yeah, it depends on which direction we go. It might not be controversial, but inshallah it won't be. Otherwise, I, I, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, first thing I want to talk about is uh, the actual definition of a diet. Because it's good to start with definitions, just to clarify what we think. And I, w I would say a diet is necessarily, is the general interpretation people have is, or they, when they say, oh, I'm going to go on a diet, it means that they're going to start eating healthy or they're going to control the calories, etc. But I feel as if, a diet is just generally the sort of food you eat and the percentage of how much you eat of a certain type of food. I was going to say, because we have that connotation of diet, that it's something where you're sort of limiting the amount of food you have or you're trying to keep control of what exactly you eat. Mm -hmm. But in reality, all a diet is, is what exactly we eat. Yep. So technically, when someone says, I'm on a diet, we all are. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> so yeah, um... I feel like that's a general misinterpretation that people have. They assume that dieting means, oh, I'm going to eat healthy. Um, but before we actually talk about eating healthy, what's your diet like, Akib? I was hoping you weren't going to ask me. I was <laughs> going to ask you. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be honest, my diet is not great not at great. all. It's mainly fast food. And even when it is food from home, it it often has a lot of butter in it. Really? Yeah. I, ha I, had, I had a very... A very calorie full breakfast this morning I had uh, eggy bread That doesn't sound too bad Yeah, yeah. They say, well, they say breakfast the most important meal of the day I'll let exactly, you go for that Exactly, okay um, But yeah, my my thing is I, I, When you see me, it doesn't look like my diet isn't that bad Because yeah. I have a very fast metabolism I think I, I don't know, I things I eat the most in my house Really? But I don't put anything you eat on So <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of weird People are probably jealous of you so much right now because it, But it, it's not something to be jealous of Because I don't I don't know how much I don't know if my diet's good or not Because I think, okay, yeah, it's, it's fine I'm not putting any weight on But I, 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 I do think I do need to change my diet <laughs> well, So you think if someone opened you up To just see a bunch of fat and all this Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 if, if there is anyone who is has high cholesterol It's probably me I, I, I probably do need wow. to change my diet yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Just by looking at you, you wouldn't be able to tell that you have a bad diet because you just look so skinny. You assume, oh, does this guy even eat enough? Yeah, that's what everyone says to me. Do, do you eat enough? And I'm like, well, I, 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 maybe I should stop eating so much <laughs> because the way I'm going. <laughs> See, it's interesting you say that. You eat a lot of fast food with it and stuff yeah. like that. And 
generally uh, depending on what you get and that should have a lot of meat on it let's say you get chicken or something it should have a lot of meat in it and that should be coming onto you but it seems as if it just goes through you yeah what about you Abdul how's uh, your diet my diet is always ups and downs one day I'm on a diet the next day I just don't feel like it so <laughs> I eat what I want um, but most of the time I feel as if um, I don't overeat anymore uh, let's say back in year 6 I would sit in front of the TV and just eat a crisp packet or or five, uh, sorry three. Uh, and then I understand you start have you start with one and it ends up it's <laughs> building up before you know it, you've gone to the whole bag. Exactly, and <laughs> uh, stuff like that happened. And uh, let's just say that my double chin did not finish. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way of wording. And and uh, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but that was probably the way I would define it is because. I had so much meat on me, and it was all unhealthy meat. It's not. It wasn't made out of of like muscle and um, of muscle like and protein. It was made out of of fat and sugars and all that, and it was just so bad. And when I show people my passport picture from year six, they say, "What was that? You? I think I've shown you, Akib." Yeah. <laughs> and and I just show people, and they're like, "That's not you." First of all, he looks lighter. Second, second <laughs> of all, he's got no hair, and he looks so fat. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I know I used to be so fat. And then people assume, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being fat. It's just that it, it's not who I, it's not what I look like now. Alhamdulillah, I'm lucky because I grew up taller. So the fat kind of spread out across <laughs> my body. But back then I was really, 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 really fat. So Alhamdulillah, I'm glad that changed. But my, my diet now, it, would, it may mostly be um, recently, I'll say in the past month or two, I've started waking up early, let's say about 7 o'clock, or well, nowadays Fajr is getting late, later, so I just read Fajr and stay awake, so about half six-ish, and I have breakfast at about 7 o'clock-ish, or half seven, and then I would have lunch roughly 12 to 1, and dinner would be about 7 to 8 p.m., and that would be, I would try not to eat anything in between, sometimes when I come back from college about 4 o'clock, half four, I would be a bit peckish, so I'd have a small snack, um, but generally, I feel as if I stick to those timings, and I believe that um, I'm not sure if it's a real thing or not. But there's a British sort of way of eating where you have breakfast at 8 p.m., then you have lunch, then you have supper, at, and then lunch would be at 12, supper would be about five, or they call it tea sometimes. And I, feel, I think I have you heard of that diet? I have. I've never stuck to it. And I, I've I've started sticking to it, so I'm glad. Bec- and I've tried to cut down on all my chocolates because uh, up until a few months ago, I would just eat and eat. When, like if I would be hungry, i just come down, um, like casually walk down the stairs, go to the kitchen, pick something up and run back to my room. And that would be it. But uh, I feel I'm scared now because I'm starting to put on more uh, fat again. But this time I'm not growing up, so <laughs> I have no choice but to exercise to put it out. But, so... Yeah, I need to really watch my weight. They say the best way to lose weight is to stick to a, uh, a healthy diet. Um, I'm not sure if that's verified or not, but I think that would be a good way to lose weight. See, this is where we're completely different. Because, you know, you're talking about having set times for lunch, breakfast, dinner. Obviously, mm-hmm. I have set time, let's say, around set-ish time, because it's, it varies for mm-hmm. dinner. Breakfast, I'll be honest, I don't eat it most days. No. I went up, say, today I had a day off, so I made myself some breakfast. Yep. Most What days, time was that? Oh, that was probably about ten-ish. <laughs> so I had to get used to waking up for a bit. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm a bit hungry. I'll make myself some breakfast. But most days I don't have breakfast. And actually, but for lunch, it gets even worse because some days I've lunch, lunch twice. Lunch twice? <laughs> yeah. So just a couple of days ago, I went to the cafeteria in college and I bought myself pizza and some uh, wedgies. And then I came back later on um, and I still felt a bit peckish, so I put myself another pizza. My God! <laughs> so when when I say I have a problem with eating, I I really do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to question you any further. Um, but yeah, that seems really. It doesn't. It's, it's not something that I need to stop. It's not. It doesn't seem weird. It just seems kind of bad for you to yeah have such a high metabolism. I think that's what it is when you eat when you digest food really yeah. fast. And and. Thing is, it's the foods that I eat as well, and I think that's something I need to cut out because yep. it wouldn't be such a problem if I was eating 
nutritional food that was actually benefiting me. Yep. But I'm not. I'm eating food that's causing me, which is going to cause me harm in the future, possibly. Yeah, they say that pizza is full of stuff like oil, cheese, and all that stuff, and it adds on to the amount of heart, uh, the amount of fat which kind of sticks to your heart and stuff like that. If you think that's bad, I had donut meat yesterday, which is arguably worse. Arguably worse, exactly. Aki, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I keep telling myself I need to stop, but uh, I, I keep end up eating it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you like a zone out and then the next second do you know you're full? Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going to stop eating. And then next thing you next know. Next thing you know, there's food in front of me. And then, then I end up eating it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that's crazy. And how often do you get fast food on in a week? Uh, it varies from week to week. Um, on average, probably three times a week. Three times a week. It varies. Sometimes it could be once. Yep. Sometimes it could be four. It varies. <laughs> <laughs> four times a week. Uh, has it ever been zero times a week? No. 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 Oh my. This situation no, it, is worse than I thought. It, it actually, it might have been. But like about, during, That's probably back in Ramadan <laughs> Yeah I was going to say <laughs> During Eid and during that period Yeah probably But that that's like for that one few, That was those few weeks But other than that no Wow that's crazy Akib um, So we've given you an example of <laughs> A bad diet A bad diet <laughs> uh, But uh, Akib seems Pretty disheartened here And um I would say, I wouldn't call my diet good, but I would say it's considerably better. So, um, I would say that if one thing, a tip for me, I'm not an expert, so don't take my word. Uh, I would say a tip would be try and stick to certain timings, so that way your body kind of gets used to it, if that makes sense. Um, we've got a comment from Swad Khan asking, people who are born slightly, say, overweight, yep. what, what should they do? Because for them... Because technically people can be born with yep. various weights. For them, it's it's that's the natural weight. So, is it is it necessarily a bad thing to be? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but I feel as if due to the social standards nowadays, yeah, uh, people assume that being uh slightly, or if not even being overweight, just looking overweight, which is the general general stereotype of um being, or which is having a lot of fat on you and a lot of mass. Generally, that is what people shun uh, in the community, and I don't feel as if that's a good thing at all. And I feel as if there is always a possibility to change it because, um, if I take it Islamically, you should always tie the camel before you put your trust in Allah. And what this basically means is, uh, let's suppose you have a camel, you should you should always tie it before you come to pray in the masjid, rather than leaving it there and hoping Allah will just make sure it doesn't walk away. But people, for example, mm-hmm. we've, we've sort of discovered that I have a quite fast metabolism. Yep. People who have a slow metabolism, yep. for them, should they try and you know, exercise and cut out certain foods when it pretty much isn't their fault that they may be putting on weight? Or should they just eat as they want and put on the weight? Because technically, they're not doing anything wrong by the foods they eat. They might eat more, way more healthier than me, yep. but might end up by putting more weight just because they have a slow metabolism. Yeah, generally, if you have a slow metabolism, I think um, it's important to count your calories because um, certain foods have a different amount of calories. So you might have fast food and that has, I think, a lot of calories. But if you have stuff like um, salad, which I believe has hardly any, and then there's water, which has, I think, zero calories, actually. If you have a lot, lot of water, it fills your stomach up so you don't feel hungry at all. But then, um, and that has no calories, so technically you're not adding any calories which is a good thing i think um bodybuilders they have huge cal a huge like amount of calories intake within a day and I, i've seen i've seen these um these videos going around where people try and eat as much as a bodybuilder uh, for a day and they see how hard it is because they eat so many calories that the general people like general people like me and you uh, I, I say me and you, but me <laughs> wouldn't be able to eat that much. So I feel as if if you have a slow metabolism, the best thing to do would be to count your calories. Uh, but this, I'm gen- once again, I'm not an expert, so don't take my word for it. You, you might have to do your own research or consult a professional. So, so 
so probably eat more smartly with what so don't say stop eating as much mm-hmm. just try and pick more pick wisely about the foods you do eat yeah yeah exactly so maybe cut out let's say more junk food and takeaway yeah exactly and even stuff like uh, let's suppose you're making breakfast you're having egg and I know, like, some, instead of, sometimes people use anti-grease spray or anti-stick spray, I think that's what it's called. And instead of that, they use butter or margarine or ghee or whatever it might be, or oil, in fact. And they usually tend to have a lot of calories. So you should always try and uh, weigh your options, see which one's the best. Uh, I personally use ghee, but that still has quite a bit of calories. So I think it's anti-stick spray, which might have... Uh, a a short amount of calories compared to other types so even stuff as basic as that if you it might seem like a small little change that you're making but it all weighs up in the end because if you have it on a regular basis five days a week 365 days a year sorry seven days a week and then essentially what you're happening is what happens is all these little cut downs they make a huge difference after a while so yeah just make changes to your general lifestyle try and make it a habit to do these good, good things Right, so I'm going to quickly step in here. Because mm-hmm. I, I think the advice you've given is quite good. Thank you. I'm going to ask you, what is your advice for me? <laughs> because my diet needs to change, and I'm very used to eating a lot of fast food. So um, what is your advice for me? First of all, consult a professional or, <laughs> <laughs> or consult the internet um, and see what professionals have to say on there. Uh, but for me, I would say, since you're always eating so much, try and have more water. Water seems to be a good source of... Uh, it it take it gets rid of your hunger and because of how much you're having, but the annoying thing is it doesn't make you want to wee more. And especially in winter, you don't really feel like going to the toilet because it gets cold. You really don't feel easy. like leaving your room. <laughs> exactly. And but generally, water would be the best source of uh, of nourishment. In fact, and I understand that we don't all live off water. And you know what it is? I find that water doesn't taste that pleasant when you're not hungry when you don't need it. Saying that, I have been sort of uptaking my water intake, in, intake. Okay, increasing my water intake okay. recently. But I've been doing it using squash. Okay, that's... So I have a water bottle, pour some squash in there and then have it. Yep. I mean, I'm not I'm um, not innocent either. I do that as well because sometimes I don't necessarily feel like having water. So the squash makes it nicer, in fact. I mean, I guess it's not bad because I have that much water and that much squash. Um, yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't think the readers know. I'm sorry, the listeners know how much that much is. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So he has um, a lot of water, a little bit of squash. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I probably have an, a, a, a small fraction of yeah. squash compared to the amount of water I'm having. So I it don't. Think it doesn't necessarily feel that bad, but after a while, if you're having water constantly and constantly, it might end end up being really bad. Uh, I mean, it's a good step from from what my current diet my exactly. current diet is. So, <laughs> baby so yes, steps. squash is a good alternative compared to um, soft drinks, etc. And I remember um, hearing some. Uh, I was watching this. Um, according to Mashable dot com, there there was this new uh, project going around with this bottle. It's just a normal water bottle, and you put water into it, and then when you drink it, it it, it feels as if you're drinking a juice. Or like a squash or some kind, because um, on the lid there's some, there's some sort of flavoring, like it has a smell, and I believe I uh, you can double check for me on this because you probably know more facts than I do, but something about how um, you taste through your nose as well as your mouth, as well as your tongue. So like some of your taste buds are in your nose or something like that. I think I've heard something along those lines about we rec- the way we recognize certain foods mm-hmm. is not just by our taste buds is by us seeing it and smelling it yep and i think i've seen videos where they've um covered someone's nose and made them try food and it's t- sort of tasted different to them yep. or they've made s- cover someone's eyes made them test the food and they weren't able to say which food it was because yep. they couldn't differentiate the taste so i think obviously when we eat we, we often think about our taste buds mm-hmm. but all of our senses are pretty much apart from hearing i guess yep even that probably when eating crisps yep but <laughs> all of our senses are pretty much involved when we are doing such a simple thing like eating so yeah um that was a pretty good invention that someone come, came up with so it made the water taste like uh, a squash even though it's just water with a scented uh, lid so that's pretty interesting that reminds me i do i, I struggle to just drink water in its own mm-hmm. so i often whenever i buy a water bottle it's often flavored water yeah i mean i get i think that's 
Okay. Um, I th- I think that has more sugar than squash in some cases. It depends on which squash and which water. Yeah. But generally, I wouldn't really use as uh, flavored water if it seems to have too much taste. And I, I don't know if what the actual contents are, but sometimes I doubt if there's actually water in there. <laughs> but I mean, it's better than fizzy drinks and mm-hmm. sodas. And one thing that uh, I've been doing in my house is uh, I have this water filter. So I have a jug, you put water into the top bit and then it has a filter which kind of gets rid of all those unnecessary unnecessary minerals. So that's pretty interesting. I, I would recommend that because it gets rid of stuff like um, lime scale which might, which might be in your tap and makes yeah. the water more cleaner. So I would, I would um, use that. Well, I do use it, but I would say that that would be a good alternative as well. So it just makes your water cleaner as well. Um, I think cold water probably tastes nicer than warm water. Yeah, I can't drink warm water at all. You're not warm, like room, warm, warm, lukewarm. Yeah, no, lukewarm. I think room temperature. Cool water is. I I don't know. I think it has more of a purpose when you're drinking it. Yeah. Because cool water is trying to cool you will cool you down, but um, lukewarm temp lukewarm yep. water is just. It's, it's <laughs> adding nothing to your taste buds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you wanted advice, right? Um, yeah. If I was to add on to that advice, I would say eat more fruit. Um, you know how the uh, different types of fruit you can have the typical ones which we always talk about: bananas, apples, pears. But then, there's a, I would I would class I would class these as a special type of uh, fruit, like you know stuff like watermelons, strawberries, mangoes. Even though it's not necessarily the season for them to be growing. I find them to be extremely uh, fulfilling, like watermelon especially. It, it seems like a drink and a fruit at the same time. And it, and like even even though it's not as nice as fast food necessarily, it does, if it's ripe enough, it has a really nice taste. It's a good way to fill your stomach up. Hardly any calories and it's got good nutrients, etc. So yeah, I would, I like water. So um, uh, yeah, I just want to reiterate that this is all like, I'm not an expert, so, and this is all coming from uh, what I do personally. So it's my experiences. So, yeah, don't you know, I would consult an expert. So, because I'm not. Don't an take expert. it seriously too seriously. Yeah, see, Akim knows I'm not an expert. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, we don't have any more. How many likes do we have? Oh yeah, we, I forgot to mention mm-hmm. we actually reached that target of five likes. Alhamdulillah. So it's really good. So, actually, I'm gonna refresh the page. Hopefully, when I refresh, it's six. If hopefully it's like, and that just goes to show how good our listeners are. Okay, no, we we only have five, but thanks anyway. <laughs> we managed to reach a target. So, we're talking about fast food. We're talking now, about fast food. I'll, quest, so question for you: mm-hmm. Do you know how I eat a lot of meats uh, when I go to fast food? Yeah. Um. So what I was thinking before was that a way you could possibly um make that better, and obviously I'm not hundred percent sure on this. Um, is by having grilled food, grilled um, meats, yep. instead of fried. Yep. Now, obviously, everyone says that's better, but is it actually better? I'm not sure it does. What well, do you think? That reminds me, um, it was actually a while ago, um, I think it was roughly two years ago, I used to be on the drive time with Young British Muslim Show with uh, Brother Rahid uh, on Inspire FM. And we, on one, one of our sessions, we invited uh, a food nutritionist, I think that's what it was, and they were talking. They were giving advice about how you can have healthier diets, and they were they're an actual expert, unlike me. And they were <laughs> and they were saying that um, uh, you can replace stuff. So instead of having uh, oily foods, you could have the you could have grilled food instead. And I've read articles about it as well. Where apparently, if you um, instead of because you're not necessarily having the oil intake, but you're grilling it instead, so it's warm essentially. So it's cooked, but it's not cooked in oil. And that oil intake is not necessarily good for you. So, yeah, I think grilling is a good alternative. So, yeah. And leading on from that, can we talk about breakfast? Because I know my breakfast, before you talking about um, using other alternatives to say butter. Mm-hmm. And I know I use a lot of butter when I eat. A lot of butter? I, well, as lot. in on your bread? My scrambled eggs have a lot of butter in them. Well, in the like, egg itself? Yeah, so you know when you put it in the pan. Yep. Right. I I put a lot of butter in, and I know I shouldn't. It, I, um, doesn't that make it taste a bit funny? No, I thought I think it improves the taste. Does it actually? 
Um, give it, give it, I, I was going to say give it a try, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess you could use um, non-stick spray instead. But I was thinking, is something like cereal a better better alternative? Um, I guess you could say it. it is a better alternative in some cases, but... Um, you have to remember sometimes, uh, depending on the cereal, yeah. sometimes they can have more cal- calories than depending on, um, obviously a lot of factors involved, but sometimes they can have more calories, so it might actually be w- worse for you. But obviously there's milk involved. And that brings me on to the main question, milk first or cereal first? It's a, uh, it's a common question, what do you put in first in your cereal? Okay, I've, I, 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 there's not one specific thing I do. Often I just, I'll put the milk in first. Do you put them both in at the same time? I'd be I'd be surprised if anyone can do that, with, <laughs> with, but I actually I'd be I'll congratulate them. But <laughs> I I don't really have a one specific way of doing it. Do I you? sometimes put milk in first, sometimes put cereal in first. It, really? it changes, yeah. But for tea, that's that's when it becomes important. Do you put milk in first, or do you put the um, water in first? Oh, I thought it was normal to put the water in first. It is, it is. But but sometimes some people put milk in first. Obviously, really? this is just our opinions, but. People do that. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing actually. So, so if you do that, don't get offended. But technically, we don't we don't see that as <laughs> okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, speaking about tea, how often do you have caffeinated drinks? So it could be tea, coffee. I did go through a period where I was drinking quite a lot of coffee. Um, don't really drink coffee that much anymore, but. Tea probably once a week. I don't have tea that much. I think that's pretty good because it means that you're relying naturally on your own sort of energy rather than having all rather than having all that caffeine to kind of boost your systems. But I should add on. I do have a lot of energy drinks. Never mind. I take that back. <laughs> 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 we'll carry on this conversation inshallah next week because we are we have so much to talk about and not enough time. So, jazakallah for listening to this week as we're coming to the end of our show. Join in next week and we have repeats on Saturdays, 8 to 9 p.m. Podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, as always, Assalamu alaikum. Community Connect, connecting the community. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.